Somebody say amen. So let's begin. Um, there's something that the Lord has been putting in our hearts. God is truly worshipped when we worship him in redemption. As powerful as creation is, the highest display of God's power is in redemption. So when you truly, when you worship God truly and give him worship as he loves, is in when you worship him for redemption. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? For creation, he spoke words. But in redemption, God had to become a man. And he died. He was buried and he rose. The Bible says that in Ephesians 1, Paul prayed for the Ephesian church to come to the knowledge of the things that God had done for them in Christ in verse 19. He says, and to know the exceeding greatness of his power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So that power was not used at any other time, only at resurrection. So resurrection is the display of God's greatest power. Let's welcome Professor Bishop Apostle. Let's <laughs> welcome him. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we honor you, sir. Thank you for your kindness. Were you blessed by what you heard yesterday? I was. I was. Praise the name of Jesus. So, so when we worship God in redemption, we're worshiping in truly, in um, truly. You know, uh, 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 um, when 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 someone has. Uh, SSC and son and the person has a PhD. When you're talking about the person, and you only mention his SSC, you have not really praised the person. You must mention his PhD. Am I making sense to you? So redemption is God's greatest work, not creation. Am I making sense to you? So when you truly worship, when you worship God in redemption, that's giving God worship as He loves. Remember, remember, Isaac told Isaac told. Esau, give me venison as I love. Don't just bring it the way you want to bring it. Bring it as I love. There is the worship that God loves. It's the worship of God in redemption. How Jesus died, how he was buried, how, how he rose again. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Very important. That's what the Bible says. In John chapter 4, the Bible says, For the, the, the time is coming where the Father seeketh those who worship him in spirit and in truth. But you see something, he's no longer seeking, he has found us. So in John, in, first, in, in Philippians 3, the Bible says, We are the circumcision. Who worship God in the spirit, watch it, having no confidence in the flesh, but rejoicing. In Christ Jesus. So the worship of God is in rejoicing in Christ Jesus. I'm going to make sense to you. Now when we say rejoicing in Christ Jesus, we don't mean how Jesus turned water to wine, how he fed 5,000. No, 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 no. Worship him in what he has done by his death, by his burial, and by what? His resurrection. Now even in the Old Testament, we see a pattern of this. In 2 Chronicles 5 verse 11 and 2 Chronicles 20, we see something. Show me that scripture if you can show me. 2 Chronicles 5, 11, and 2 Chronicles, good. Watch this now. In, it says, and it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not wait them with by cause. Next verse, quickly. 
also the Levites which were singers, all of them, as of Asaph, of Hanan, of Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them 120, keep going, next verse. It came to pass as the trumpets and singers were as one, making one sound of the praising of the Lord. Simba's instruments of music and praise the Lord, saying. So, I, I, and I said this to our church people when you want to worship God, stop saying, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you. You say something in worship. I praise you, I praise you, I praise you. It's like, <laughs> you know, they say, I greet you. I, I greet you, not be greeting. Sorry, another year pigeon here. You know, you, you are two people. Where I come from now, so it's in the end. I'm not vexed. So. Hey, hey, okay, we're, we're at home. <laughs> so, so it's not, it's not by just, I greet you, I greet you, I worship you. You will be saying something. Now, what were they saying? For he is good. And for his mercy, the, the ESV says, English Standard Version says, his loving kindness endures forever. And then the house was filled with the cloud and the house of the Lord. Next verse. Show me the next verse. And so the priest could not stand to minister by the reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. Watch it. For God's glory to come down, they didn't sing about glory. They sang about the love of God, and his glory was revealed. Watch it. They didn't sing about glory for glory to be revealed. They sang about the love of God, and the glory of God was revealed. Watch it. Second Chronicles 20. 21, 20. Go there. Watch something. Second Chronicles 20. Watch something. Second Chronicles 20. Watch this. Verse 22. Let's start from verse 21. Second Chronicles 20. Go to 21. Verse 21. Now you know the story here, how the enemy came against Israel. You know the story, right? All right, where it says, believe in the Lord your God, it shall be established, believe his prophet, shall prosper. Now, and when they had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that they should sing to praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out before the army, and to say, praise the Lord, for what again? For his mercy, his loving kindness, endures forever. See what happened next. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushments, Against the children of Ammon and Moab and Manser, which have come against them, and they were smitten. So watch it. For God's power to be made manifest. They didn't sing about God's power. They sang about the love of God. For his glory to be revealed. They didn't sing about his glory. They sang about the love of God. And what is the love of God? God's love was demonstrated. By the cross of Jesus. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So whenever you are singing and preaching and dancing about the cross, the blood, the finished work, that's when his glory, that's when his power, is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Praise, praising God is not hyping God. God no need hype man. God no need hype man. No, 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 no. It's not the way, you know, it's not the way you take praise. And, ah, God, go say, God, go say, hey, ooh, this praise too much. And Michael, give him. What's that thing we heard just now? Give him. <laughs> no. You don't, you understand? don't hype God. It's not, it's not hype. They sang about his love. His glory was revealed. They sang about his love. His power was revealed. 
When you want to see God's power and God's glory manifest in your life, child of God, sing about his love. Sing about his mercy. Sing about and his blood and his love was revealed by the cross of Jesus. For the Bible says, for God commanded his love towards us in that while we are yet seen as Christ. Now make a joyful noise unto the Lord God. Oh yes, oh yes. So listen to this. So I had a meeting with our choir eight years ago. Meeting. I said from now, the only songs that you will sing in this church is about the love of God. His blood. His cross. Blood, cross, blood, cross, blood, cross, cross, blood. Blood, Jesus, cross. Blood, Jesus, redemption, cross. Forgiveness, blood, Jesus, blood, grace, blood. They said, please, pastor, what we will sing? We know our church is traditional church, so choir must sing. So what, what we're going to find? I said, look for it. He did. Create it. <laughs> write it. And they began to write. They began to sing. And you see something. The power of God breaks out. So let me say this to us. And this is important because we're all here. People forget messages. I don't forget songs. Pastor Sammy, I speak to you by the Spirit of God. You stand in a very special place in this matter. And I told you yesterday something, what the Lord wants to do with your life. You, you stand in a very crucial, you have a crucial part to play in this move of God. Because with people like you, you will not put this whole thing in sound, in music. And then God will amplify that voice all across the earth. People forget messages. People don't forget songs. So why don't we put the messages now in the songs so it can go all over the world. So man of God, the Lord, the God's, there's a crucial part you have to play in the move of God now. And I trust the Lord will lead you and guide you in what he has called you. Let's appreciate Somebody say amen. And so, so whenever you feel down, you're discouraged, you want God's power to make money, just meditate on the love of God. Think about what he has done for you by the cross. It might not sound, it might not appear powerful. You know people like all those gym gym. It's not emotional. It's not, it's not spectacular. Just sing and meditate about the love of God. And you will see the glory of God manifest. One more time, rejoice in this house. Now... Before we go on, before we start, I want to show you a scripture, Colossians 1, and then we will pray, and then we will go into the word. I want to speak about the grace and faith. You see, can I never start, eh? That's, that's what we do. I'm preaching like I'm in Miracle Center because I'm not aware yet. They want to behave. Don't drag me inside. So let me just behave as if I'm in church. Let me be like guest speaker. Guest speaker or pastor? Choose one. Pastor, good. Guest speaker is... So, go to, go to verse 5. Go to verse 5. He said, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. So, watch it. Heaven is our home, not our hope. The hope of the believer is in heaven. The heaven is not our hope. The hope is that body we will have when Christ comes back. Our vile body will be changed into his, like, his own body. Am I making sense to you? That's what the Bible calls the hope of the believer. So the hope is in heaven. Am I making sense? Reserved for us. And we are preserved for it by the power of God. So we hope live for you in heaven. Where have you heard before in the word of truth of the gospel? Next verse. We just come to you as it is in all the world. 
and bringeth forth fruit. Fruit. I was showing in church recently. I said, holiness is not work done. It's fruit born. Holiness is not work done. Fruit born. And fruit is the union of a man and somebody. Of Christ and the church. Of Christ and the believer. So holiness is the fruit of that union. Watch it now. We bring that forth fruit. Christ-likeness. All right? As it does also in you. So watch it. Since the day you heard of it, and knew what? The grace of God in truth. So let's see this in the Amplified Version, so you can understand what I'm trying to say. Go to verse 6, Amplified Version. Aha. Uh, uh-huh. Is this the real one? Class, look for classic. AMPC. This new one, they bring this new one out again. They disturb the whole Amplified plan. <laughs> Thank you. This is the real one now. <laughs> Which has come to you indeed the whole world. Watch it. That gospel specific, like I told you yesterday, definite article, that gospel, is what? Bearing fruit and still is growing. Watch it. By its own. Inherent power. Pastor Fee mentioned that yesterday. The gospel does not need external support. It is powerful by itself. It is the power. Inherent power. Watch it. Even as it has done among yourselves, ever since the day, watch it, you first heard and came to know the, and understand the grace of God in truth. What does that mean? You came to know the grace of God or the favor of God in reality. Say reality. Deeply and clearly and thoroughly and becoming accurately and intimately acquainted with it. So, as the believer in Christ grows in understanding of the grace of God, he bears fruit. So, when you're not bearing fruit, the problem is not that you're not bearing fruit. It's that you're not growing in your understanding of the grace of God. That's why we teach the grace of God. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? The more the believer understands the grace of God, the more he bears fruit. Am I making sense to you? Oh, glory to God. You know, Paul was, I don't know who wrote Hebrews, Paul or somebody, maybe Paul. <laughs> he says, see, say, look, see that no man falls short of the grace of God. Let's no root of bitterness. Fall short means to, to be low. Be low, be, you know the way you are low and fear. Huh? So what he's saying is, let no man fall short of the grace of God. So when you check the gauge of your grace, make sure you are high on the grace of God. Because when, you, when bitterness and all these evil emotions are operating in you, it's because you are low. You are low on the grace of God. But as you keep learning God's grace, you keep learning God's kindness, you keep learning God's love, I'm not making sense to anybody, it bears fruit in your life. Somebody say amen. So what's our prayer before we start? Lift your hands towards heaven and ask the Lord to help you. Bring you to a place of clear, deep understanding. Show me that scripture. That you would understand the grace of God in reality. Deeply, clearly, thoroughly. Become accurately and intimately acquainted with it. It will no longer just be Pastor Flo's message, Pastor Phil's message, Prophet Damina's message. It will just be Bishop Wiley's message. It will be your message. You will understand it. Ask the Lord now to help you. Ask the Lord to help you. Paul says, having obtained help, 
having obtained help from God, having obtained help from God, having obtained help from God, God, obtain help from you now. Obtain help from you now to understand the grace of God deeply, clearly, thoroughly, to become more and more accurately acquainted with it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We heard that yesterday from the prophet. He said, he said, he said that even those of us who know it have to keep learning it. We have to keep learning it. You, 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 don't, you don't come to the point, oh, I know it. No, you don't know it. We are knowing it. We are knowing it. So we keep learning. We keep learning. Somebody say amen. amen. Now Romans chapter 4. Let's begin now. This is the real beginning. Romans chapter 4 from verse 13. Oh, glory to God. Say, so for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law performance, because the law was not yet given at that time, but through what? The righteousness of faith. Now you and I know how Abraham obtained righteousness of faith. He believed God and it was counted to him for what? Righteousness, all right? So next verse. For if they, they which are, now go back to verse 13, let me show you something. So for the promise that should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now, you and I know Abraham received his righteousness, right? He received it as a gift from God because he put faith in God. He believed what God said. Now, what qualified him to, be the, to receive the promise that should be the heir of the world was that he already received something. So under the grace of God, we receive to receive. You know what I just said? We don't do to receive. Rather, we receive to receive. He received righteousness as a gift from God because he believed God. Now, having received the gift of righteousness, that now qualified him to, be the, to receive the promise to be the heir of the world. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So whatever, listen, child of God, we receive from God to receive from God. Having received the gift of righteousness, every promise of God now is yours now. Somebody say amen. Come on, shout I receive. To receive. Let's keep going. For if they which have the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of non-effect. Next verse. Because the law walketh wrath, the law walketh wrath. The law, trying to live by the law, produces the wrath of God. Alright? For the law, for the law, 1 Corinthians 15, 56, the law gives sin its power. The law gives sin its what? Power. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Next verse. Therefore, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Watch it. That to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not that the only of the law, but that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Someone say by faith. By grace. It is of faith that it might be by grace. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So we see that the conditions for receiving from God is grace and faith. The only two things necessary to receive anything from God is God's grace and faith. Now, when we say faith, look at me. Faith is not determination. It's not strong mind. It's not gra-gra. It's not spiritual stubbornness. 
Faith is, you see, faith must be defined in Christ. So faith in scripture is always faith in Christ. I'm going to make you say alone. Total, absolute dependence on Christ. When you lean, your, put your whole weight and lean completely. You know, I said like this, like, like, like this in church, like a joke. It's a joke. Oh. Faith is like going to exam hall and your only hope to pass is that your friend read. You know what I just said? Faith is like, faith in Christ. It's like you go to exam. You, you have exam. The only hope you will pass is that you are banking on your friend who read. No, no, you know like this. It's I-U-O. I-U-O. What does people went again? I-U-O. Listen to me. Now, what if your friend knock on school? What if he knock on? <laughs> your only hope. Now, now, see what I'm trying to say to you. So, faith in Christ is like, no, there's, there's no plan B. The only way we can be saved or received from God is by faith. So the two conditions next for receiving any, anything from God is faith, is, is grace of God and faith in Christ. Now, I, I put like this because of some knowledge that that's what they call the necessary condition and sufficient condition. So necessary condition. Uh, flow. Mind yourself. <laughs> so... <laughs> What's the necessary condition? The events that are, must be available for that event to occur. And the sufficient condition is that which makes it happen effectively. So, for example, to score a goal, there must be a ball. But the ball cannot roll into the net. Somebody must kick it. So, sufficient con um, um, necessary condition is the ball must be available. Sufficient condition must kick the ball. Necessary condition here is that grace, the grace of God, is the necessary condition. But what makes it effectively happen is faith in Christ. That is sufficient condition. I'm making sense to you. Let's appreciate Pastor Flo again. <laughs> it's making. Preaching is, you know, if we're in the church where they're they not taught properly, we have to say, we have to go back. But you have made the work easy. Somebody say, amen. amen. All right, all right, all right. So we, 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 we understand that. So let's see, what's the grace of God? What's the grace of God? The grace of God is the love and the kindness of God according to the Bible. Let's see this, Titus 2.11. Let's explain these things. Titus 2.11. For the grace of God, that what? Bring that salvation as appear to how many men? All. All men. Now go to Titus 3, 4. Titus 3 and verse 4. Watch this. But after that what? The kindness and the love of God, our Savior, to what man appeared. So what appeared in Titus 2, 11? The grace of God. What's appearing in Titus 3, 4? The kindness and the love of God. So just put A into B, B into C. Simple equation. We just lift Kindness and love, and take it back to our former equation. Go to Titus 2.11. So instead of saying grace of God, what do we say now? The kindness and the love of God that bringeth salvation. So you see, man can only be saved by God's kindness and God's love. Not by his anger, not by his wrath. So when you are preaching, and you are preaching God's anger and wrath, you are not preaching God's work. It's not God's work you are doing. 
What saves a man is God's kindness and God's love. And now you are preaching, you are preaching God's anger and God's wrath. It cannot be God's work you are doing. It's not who ministry you are doing. We saw yesterday, ministry must be the testifying of the grace of God. Because that's how people are saved. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So watch it now. To the kindness and love of God that bringeth salvation. So God's salvation comes by God's love and God's kindness to all men. Look at the next verse. Verse 12. Teaching us. Go to verse 12, please. All right? Good. Teaching us that. So teaching now does not mean to instruct like the way the Lord does. But teaching means to equip us. So equipping us, denying ungodliness. And what? We should live soberly and righteously and godly. So it's the same loving kindness, love and kindness of God that saves us. That same love and kindness is what teaches us to deny ungodliness and live righteously and soberly in this world. So love and kindness does not save us. Then anger and wickedness makes us live holy. You know what I just said? Oh, oh, oh. Love and kindness does not save us. Then we'll not switch from love and kindness to anger and wickedness to, 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 to live holy and righteous. No. What saves us is love and kindness. What makes us live right is still love and kindness. So as the church grows in understanding of the grace of God, we see us living better and righteous and holy in this world. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Let me show you something. Psalm 130. Psalm 130. Psalm 130. Verse 3. Psalm 130 verse 3. Sorry, I know it's not my note, sister Moji. I, I want you to have it. <laughs> if thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, that's if you start recording it and marking, oh, Lord, this is David speaking, who shall stand? I know who will stand. That they can. No, I know him very well. Right? <laughs> he will stand. <laughs> but <don't, laughs> who, who shall stand? Now, but watch the next thing he says. Verse, verse 4. Watch that. But there is anger with you. You did vex where, where? But there is forgiveness with you that thou mayest be feared. What makes us fear God is not his anger. What makes us fear God is not his wickedness. It is his forgiveness that makes us fear him. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? What's his forgiveness? His grace. So we keep preaching the grace of God. We keep teaching the grace of God. It produces reverence for God in the hearts of people. And when a man reverences God, sin is unattractive. Sin is unattractive. We must see, child of God, we must not be apologetic about this matter. We are grace preachers. We are grace teachers. We are not the fear. We are not the worry. Abuse, insult. We are unapologetic about this matter. Only the grace of God can save. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. So we see that the grace of God is the love and the kindness of God. It's the love and kindness of God. Um, um, and kindness that was shown. An example of that is what happened in 2 Samuel 9. 2 Samuel 9, from verse 1. 2 Samuel chapter 9, from verse 1. The Bible says, And David asked, 
is there yet any that is left? Watch it. Of the house of Saul. Now, in case you don't understand what this means, the house of Saul, go to chapter 3, verse 1. Chapter 3, verse 1 of 2 Samuel, you can understand what house of Saul means. 2 Samuel 3, verse 1. Watch this now. Now, there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, enemies. But David waxed stronger and what? And the house of Saul waxed what? Now, why was there a war? As long as anybody in Saul's house was alive, David's throne was not safe. So there were enemies. But now, in spite of the war and what was going on, go to chapter 9 again. David is asking now, is there yet any left? Because they were dying off. Now, when he says they were left, because all the men were dying off. Left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness. For whose sake? For Jonathan's sake. Why? Because David and Jonathan entered the covenant. And based on that covenant, he wanted to show kindness. That's how God and Christ entered the covenant. So all this thing of, I make covenant with God, you're not rich. You're not rich. I covenanted with God. I covenanted with God. Now God, the covenant with man, not because man, the covenant with God. Now God meets Abraham to prove to him the mutability of his counsel. He said, let me do a covenant with you because as a man, you understand covenant. And he told Abraham, you cut the animals because in the ritualist, you cut the animals into two and feel, come, feel, come. And the two people who make the covenant have to walk between the halves. So, you know if you put this in your shoe, it's too fine. I love people my own. So put your stools by the side. Put one here, Phil. is my guy. So like this. Put one, put one down. So the two people walk between the people walk between the halves and swear to each other. May our lives be like these two these animals if we don't fulfill our part of the agreement. That's what they do. So they walk between. That's the ritual. After they do this, it is settled. They must fulfill the agreement. So God told Abraham, cut the animals. So Abraham, after I cut the animals, Abraham now sat down, waiting for God to come. He was waiting for God to come so him and God will walk through. Because now then, as I mind rich. And Bible says, Abraham fell to a deep, now, not the ordinary sleep, oh. It became same kind of sleep that Adam slept. Deep sleep. And then he slept. When he slept, God now came down. Check your Bible, verse 18. A burning lamp and a smoking furnace walked between the house. Abraham was asleep. What is your part in this matter? Sleep. Sleep. God, listen. The covenant is God and Christ. Listen, the covenant is God and Christ. A smoking flax, a burning furnace, smoking furnace, burning lamp, walk between the house. Your only part in this matter is to rest. Resting is the posture of power. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Listen. I say rest is the posture of power. Hear me. Satan fears a man who is resting in Christ than a man who is praying 10 hours a day. You didn't hear what I said? A man who is resting in finished work is more dangerous than a man praying 40 hours a day. 100 days fasting. Who sent you? Who you keep? You know, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to really be nice. I'm trying. 
40, who, who sent you 40 days dry? You do three years ago. My story must change. You do this year. My story must change. You do this year. It, has it changed? Then at the end of the 40 days, you will now add something seed. Someone said, say I rest. So because of the covenant that David made with Jonathan, he said, I want to show kindness. The word is just said. Kindness that is obligatory. Not voluntary. Not, not if I like. I must. Loving kindness. Why? Because of Jonathan. And Jonathan had something I must fulfill now. And it showed kindness. And you know the story. And that's a, a type of what happened to us in Christ. For, for Christ. Because of Christ. For Christ. For Christ. For God's grace was demonstrated in Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. This grace of God is qualified in scripture. It's qualified. It's exceeding. It's abundant. It's eternal. Exceeding grace. Exceeding grace. Exceeding grace. It's qualified. It's exceeding. It's beyond our imagination. It's, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's no words for it. In Ephesians 3, 8, Paul, Paul says he called me to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. Incalculable. Far from less. Of Christ. Exceeding. Romans 5, 17. Those of us who have received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. 2 Timothy 1, 9, let's see something. 2 Timothy 1, 9. Watch this. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 9. Oh, thank you. Who had saved us, like we saw yesterday, and called us, watch it, with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, love and kindness, which was given to us in Christ Jesus, watch it, before the world. Now, watch it. Before time, the word there is world in NKGV is time. He owns time. So before time began, the God saved us, called us with a holy calling, gave us this grace in Christ before time began. So I keep telling people, redemption precedes creation. Redemption was before creation. That this grace was given before time began. That's why redemption is not plan B. That was the plan. It was never a plan B. God said, hey, Adam, don't sin. Now, what do we go do now? No, not what do we go do? It has been done. Somebody rejoice in this house. And so we now begin to wonder when people are saying, oh, this grace people. This, look at this. This was done before time began. But we got some. And now we're simply receiving what God has given. By faith in the Lord Jesus. Somebody shout grace. Grace. Before time began. It's eternal. It's eternal. It's eternal. Christ died once and for all. It's eternal. So you know, I tell people now. I say forgiveness. God does not forgive you because you said sorry. God does not forgive you because you said sorry. He forgave us because Christ died. Only by the blood of Christ can forgiveness come. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. 
Christ died. And I was telling those in, in, the, in the past session yesterday, pastor session, my wife taught me something. My wife is American. And when she wants to talk seriously, she speaks American. The accent will just go to where she comes from. So when we got married, I was also say, sorry, sorry, sorry. Ah, sorry, sorry. Sorry. In my, you know, we, we, once you say sorry, don't reach, Abby. You're not supposed to vex again. You say, um, Wale. Change. He said, sorry for me spells, I can't do an accent well. Maybe, <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. Sorry is spelled C-H-A-N-G-E. When you change, I know you're sorry. So stop saying sorry. Why? And then I realized that, that for her, it don't just be doing the stupid thing you are doing and be saying sorry. And hoping that the sorry will just make me feel okay. But you're still doing it. Change, then I know you are sorry. I made you understand the things of God. Saying you are sorry to God is not, is not, is not repentance. Godly sorrow leads to repentance. It's not repentance. Am I making sense to anybody here? And how do you change? How do you repent? Change your mind. Educate your mind. I am the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. Sin has no power over me. I live triumphantly over sin. I have received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. I'm a child of God. I'm holy. I'm righteous. I'm accepted and the beloved. Speak to your mind. That's how you repent. Am I making sense to anybody here? Somebody say amen. Just give to us before time began. Before time began. Before time began. Watch this now. And so this grace of God, the love and kindness of God, was demonstrated, shown to us, by the sacrifice of Jesus. Romans 5 verse 8. Watch this. But God demonstrates, shows, describes his love towards us in that while we are what? What happened? Next verse. Verse much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Watch it now, verse 10. For if when we were enemies. I hope you know enemy is not somebody's name. Enemy is not title. Enemy is when, when Funke introduces Leke to Dukbe as a fiancé. Three months later, Leke and Dukbe are getting married. What do you call Funke and Dukbe? Come and talk to me. Sisters will understand what I'm trying to say. Brothers don't understand that. <laughs> Generation, that's our children and your children. <laughs> My father. Enemies. So, we're enemies, Bible says, by our wicked works. We're reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being now reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Look at me. Pastor Phil mentioned it yesterday and I'll take it up from there. God's love for us is not romantic love. It's not flower, dinner love. That's why sometimes, I'm, I'm, I know they worship now, but choir people, let's just love upon him right now. Is he your boyfriend? Let's just, let's just speak sweet words to him now. Stop that, just stop it. Let's just stop it. If you were saying once yesterday, just hug me, hug, hug, I hug you, I hug you, Lord. Stop it. Just stop it. 
<coughs> God's love is not romantic at all. It's not even sacrificial. It's more than sacrificial. I don't even think agape communicates it well. Because this kind of love does not, that vocabulary does not exist in any, any human language. My, my wife said to me recently, she said to me, Wale, who you should fear is not a man who kills his enemies. No. Watch it. She said to me, Wale, who you should fear is a man who opened his eyes, killed his son to save his enemies. Ha, ha, ha. He said, Wale, that who you should fear? You open your eye, kill your son to save your enemy. Ah, 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 To make themselves. Ah, no, 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 no. That's what, that's, that's, what, that's what you should fear. So God's love is not romantic love. It's not romantic love at all. At all. It's not flower, flower love. I just speak sweet words to you. He killed his son to save his enemies. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. And then, and then, I will talk about that later. You will not say that God that did that is not asking you to bring something to provoke him. Not be Juju be that. <laughs> now let Juju, now let Juju they ask for something to do something. Have you not watched some video? Hmm. Hmm. The gods are very angry. This thing you have asked is a hard thing. Hmm. Go and bring a pink tortoise. <laughs> Green lion. Then you will not say, Baba, where will I say it? Mm, mm. Let me consult the gods. Uh, God not be deity. It's oh, your dad. Look at the word. Look at the word. Look at the word. He killed his son. Bible says it in Isaiah 53. Very graphic there. It was the will of the Lord to bruise him. Moffat says to crush. And it, it scares me there because it says he, 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 like as if he was happy to do it. It's kind of scary. It pleased him. You know, that thing really, I get scared when I read it sometimes. Like, how can it please you to kill your son or crush him to save unrepentant because we are still sinners. Not that we were, we had, we had, we had, we had. He said, for greater love has no man than this. Then the man should lay down his life for his friend. He didn't die for his friends. We're enemies. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And then you will now say that God that did that is not asking you to provoke him. Don't do that. Don't do that. And sometimes even some of us here, we, that's why I prayed, we prayed at the beginning because Sometimes when you, are, when you are desperate and you are under pressure, you give in to such things. It's easy to shout now because we're all here. But when pressure hits and you see one, two, three people who told you that what they did to get what they got, you two you want to go and bring. But I beg you, stay with the truth. The God who loved you and sacrificed his son to save you, somebody say Amen. So the Bible tells us, let us know because of what he has done with the son, our sins are forgiven. 
His death of his son is what took sin out of his sight. John 1 29, behold the love of God. Who takes away out of God's sight the sin of the world? He took it out of God's sight. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.19 2 Corinthians 5.19 For God was in Christ Reconciling the world to himself Not counting Not counting or imputing Their sins against them Huh? Show me in the NLT I was preaching in worry some, some, some years ago And I told the woman in church to read this, In the church to read the scripture for me she, so, she, so she said For God was in Christ Reconciling the world to himself No longer counting people's sins against them if they repent. I say, Madam, stop. That one, that one where you add, you see I'm there. He say, I know Samuel, but, but it's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. How can, how? No, 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 no. It's too good to be true. Look at this. No longer counting people's sins against them. Why? Because Jesus died already. I don't know if, I mean, if you have watched the movie Double Jeopardy. Have you seen the movie? Where the man was, the woman framed, the man framed his wife that she killed him and escaped with, her wife, with his wife's best friend somewhere. And then while she was in prison for the crime, she called her friend and only to find out that her husband was alive. The son revealed the matter. He said, Daddy, I'm like, Dad, who is that? Because her son was with her friend. And the son is saying, Daddy. So I thought Daddy died. That's why I'm in jail. So she was in jail for a crime her, that she didn't commit. So while she was in jail, her friend met her and said, Listen, you have done the time for the crime. Go outside now. Kill him. Nobody will arrest you for killing him. Because you have already done the time for the crime. If they arrest you and put you in jail, it will be double jeopardy. So... You are, you are free, so you have to go and kill him. Look for him now. Kill him anyway you want to kill him. <laughs> and you have done, yes, yes. That's what Jesus did. He died, he died, he, he died for your sins. So God cannot put upon you what you already put upon him. And that's what justifies God to declare you righteous, like you were saying yesterday. That was his vindication. For we are the righteousness of God in Christ. That was the means. That we are God, we are, God is vindicated now to declare us righteous because his son paid. Romans 4, 6 to 8. Romans 4, 6 to 8. Watch this. I'm almost done. Romans 4, 6 to 8. He says, even as David describes, that begins with Abraham from verse 1, but let's start with verse 8, verse 6. Even as David describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputed righteousness without works, saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Covered because he was speaking under the law. That is that what he knew. Covered. But in the New Testament, is the word is remission. Wiped away. Next verse. Okay. Bless the man to whom the Lord will not impute him. Show me in NLT. This will, this will bless you in NLT. Go to verse 6. Go to verse 6. And you know, and you know you see, it says in verse 1, Abraham, what did Abraham our father find? David describes what Abraham found. That's why in, Gen, in, in Matthew 1, 
Christ is called the son of Ab Abraham and David. Because only two of them understood this thing. You know what I just said? In the genealogy, in Matthew, in Matthew 1, Jesus, the son of David and Abraham. The others were not mentioned because they don't know this thing. Watch this now. Go to, go to verse 6. Romans 4, 6. David spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Whose sins are put out of sight. My sins are put out of sight. Verse 8. What joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of all sin. And this is for all men. As it's for all men. Somebody say amen. God's grace is amazing. Now, having said that, it's by this grace of God, this, this is the basis, this grace and love and kindness of God is the basis of which God does anything. Done anything for man. On this, based on this alone, his grace. Come and say his grace. Come and say his grace. In Ephesians 2, 4, but it says for God, who is rich in mercy. Titus 3, Titus 3 says, but after the kindness and love of our God. So God's love, God's mercy, God's grace is the motivation, is the reason why he does anything. It's not what you do that makes him do. He does because of who he is. Pastor Phil taught us yesterday, God is faithful because he's faithful, not because you are faithful. Stop brandishing your faithfulness around for God. God, you know what I've done. You know I sweep the church. You know I come early to church. Keep it. Rest on his faithfulness. Rest on his love. Talk about his love. Talk about his mercy. His glory and power will manifest in your life. So on this basis, God does anything. Romans 8.32, watch it. We learned about tenses yesterday. Romans 8.32, see this. Romans 8.32. Romans 8.32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also, freely give us how many things? Watch it. Watch it. Now, when you, when you, when you read this, what, what this is not, what this is not is, if God gave us Jesus, what can he not give us? That's not what it says. What it says rather is, when he gave Jesus, along with Jesus, it's called follow come. I say follow come. When you buy a phone, do you buy a new one? Not the one you buy, like, Real one. Do you buy a charger with the phone? Imagine they open the phone and say, take the phone. You go buy a charger. What of battery? You go buy. What of earpiece? You go buy. No, when you open the phone, everything comes with the phone. That's how when God gave Jesus, along with Jesus, along with, it's called follow come, follow come. Along with Jesus, he gave all things freely. So when you receive Jesus, you have received all things from God. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? That's why Paul writes, he said, let no man cheat you, NKJV. Let no man cheat you with philosophy. Let no man cheat you. Cheat you means make you pay for what is already yours. Under any guise. Bring this for God to do. Bring I haven't said yesterday, prof. I said... Check the Bible. The people who Jesus told to fast is not those that have problem. If that scripture is really what it is. 
It's, not, it's the people trying to cast out the devil. He said, this God not out. Not that the people who had the problem. When they came, he said, this is a problem, Strongo. To make it, to, to, to drive out this problem, do like 15 days. No, it's the people trying to cast out the devil. He told, this God not out. Not the people who have the problem. Somebody get a problem in one day, you will not give him work to do again. Why you not do the work make you... See, 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 leave religion alone. Religion is a thief and a robber. Somebody say amen. So it's on the basis of that that God does everything. He gave us Christ along with Christ. He gave us everything. All the promises of God. Say all God's promises. Come on, shout all God's promises are mine now in Christ Jesus. When I say yours now, I mean in effect. You are. Is in effect already. I, I, let me show you this scripture. This will bless you. Exodus 19. From verse 5. How it says, show me that scripture. Oh, quickly. Exodus 19 verse 5. Say, now therefore if you will obey my voice indeed. And keep my covenant. Then you shall be. A peculiar treasure unto me above all the people. For all the earth is mine. Verse 6. And you shall be a kingdom of priests. And holy nation, these are the words that shall, shall speak to the children of Israel. You shall be a kingdom of peace. You shall be a holy, you shall be if you obey my voice. Go to 1 Peter 2 9. Go to 1 Peter 2 9. 1 Peter 2 9. You shall be. You are going to. You will. If you. What does it say? You are. So what? What he told them they will be if they, by Christ Jesus, you are. So, the, so you can take this now and apply to every other promise in scripture. That they are already in effect in your life. So all these things of, Mona, forgive me, let's birth the promise. Stop it. When God gives a promise, we have to birth it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You're not rich, stop it. It's in effect already. So all you do is rejoice in it. So Paul says, all the promises of God are yes. And we say, amen. We say, to the, not so it can happen, to the glory of God. We don't say the amen so it can happen. We say amen to God's glory. So all those things of, if your amen is loud, no, no, no. Amen has to be loud. When you say, you are saying amen to God's glory. Not so it can happen. So they never not add O to the amen. Amen, O. Hoping that the O will help the amen to work. While they close. So listen to this as I really wrap up now. So we see that the grace of God provides everything. That's necessary condition. But how it is received, say received. So it's provided by the grace of God, but it's received by faith in Christ. So the Bible says, Romans 5, 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Romans 5, 1, uh-huh. Next verse, to our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace. So by faith in Christ, by whom? By whom? Faith in Christ, we have access into the grace or all that God's grace has what? Provided. Somebody say amen. amen. So let's go to Galatians 3. Galatians 3. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
Go to Galatians 3. So I, I, I started from here yesterday. And this is just beautiful. Say, oh foolish Galatians who had bewitched you that should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ have been evidently set forth and crucified among you. He goes on. Go to verse 2. So that's only shall I learn of you. Receive you the spirit by works of the law or by what? Hearing of faith. Go to the next verse. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit that being perfect by the flesh? Verse 4. Uh-huh. Have you suffered many things to be in vain? Go to verse 5 now. Now, he therefore that ministereth or supplies the spirit to you and walketh miracles. The word there is dunamis. Works of power among you. He's asking the question, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So, he's saying to them, before these people from Jerusalem came, who have bewitched you now, was God not walking amongst us? Was God not supplying the spirit? Why was God doing it? Was it because you obeyed the law or because of the hearing of what? Now, what's the hearing of faith? It's not a message on faith. The hearing of faith, you will see that. Let's keep reading what the hearing of faith is. Next verse. Even as Abraham believed God. So it does Abraham into the matter. That this thing I'm talking about, Abraham too heard it. And it was accounted to him for what? Righteousness. Verse 7. You know you therefore that they which are faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Verse, nine, verse 8 now. As the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the heathen through faith, did what? Preached before in advance the gospel to who? So Abraham had the gospel. Abraham had the gospel. He believed the gospel. And it was counted for righteousness. What, what did he hear? Same in thee shall all nations be blessed. So he said, Bishop, how is that the gospel? I thought the gospel is Christ died, buried, and resurrected. So let me show you. Go to Acts chapter 3. Acts 3. Let me water. Acts 3 25. Say, you are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our father saying unto Abraham, Watch it now. And in thy seed shall all kingdoms of the earth be blessed. So what he told him actually was, in your seed. In you. In your seed. Now, remember, who is this seed? Galatians 3.16. Galatians 3.16. Tell three people, praise the Lord. Three people. Tell two more people. Pastors, if I'm not a preacher, what are they doing? When I drink, it's not a preaching competition. <laughs> not be exam. We are not performing. Somebody say amen. <laughs> so say to Abraham, the person made, and not to seeds as of many, but as of one, to thy seed, which is Christ. So who is the seed? Christ. So go back to that scripture now. Um, Acts 3.25. To the prophets and of the covenant which God made our father saying to Abraham and in thy seed. Who is the seed now? Christ. Shall all kindreds of the earth be. So Abraham heard about Christ. What does blessed mean? For you think blessed is car and house and money. What does blessed mean? Next verse. 26. Unto you first God. Having raised up his son Jesus. Sent him to bless you. How? In turning away. Every one of you. 
from his iniquities. What's the blessing? The forgiveness and the freedom from sin that only Jesus can do. Somebody rejoice in this house. So Abraham had the gospel. Now it was this faith in the gospel he heard that also gave him power to have a child. It was the same faith that he believed, having heard the gospel, that also produced Isaac. Is somebody hearing what I'm trying to say to him? So, what, so, so how do we receive? By faith in Christ. By faith in Christ. Now, closing, Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Hebrews. Now, we, now we understand that faith is faith in Christ. So it means when we read Hebrews 11 now, we must situate this faith as faith in Christ. Not strong mind. Not determination. Not, God, when we read from chapter 10, you would see the flow that the book of Hebrews was written to people who were being persecuted and pressurized to abandon faith in Christ and revert to Judaism. So Paul, well, whoever wrote it, was challenging them to stay with their faith in Christ. Am I making sense to you? So he's not saying, if you go to chapter 30, verse 35 of um, chapter, um, the last verse of 10, he says, go to verse 35 of chapter 10. Sorry. Yeah. So cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Now, stay, this is good. But one of them that draw back on the petition, but them that believe in the saving of the soul. He had said earlier, for the just shall live by faith. In Nineteenth chapter 11, he said, now that faith I'm talking about is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence, now remember, it was the subject matter was faith in Christ. Not faith by itself. Not making sense to anybody here. So, watch it now. Next verse. He's not saying, go to the next verse. Verse, verse, verse 2 of 11. Go to verse 2. For by it, faith, the elders, what? So it's not drawing in the Old Testament saints they honor and regard. That is by this faith in Christ, they obtained. Say obtained. Now, how did they have faith in Christ? So faith in a promised Christ. So their faith in Christ was faith in the promise. So by faith in the promise, they obtained. Say obtained. Now, when you go through the list, it shows you all the great things that happened. Now, you will think is what they did. It's not what they did. It's what God did for them. So, for example, you see where it says, they, sh they shot the mouth of lions. You and I know. Did Daniel shot anything? God sent it. as if they entered the fire. They just began to the mouth of lions. Oh, they quenched the violence of fire. So, I mean, as if they entered the fire. They just began to speak to the fire. Fire, no work today. Is that what happened? No, the end of the fire, God made the fire not burn them. So what God did for them is what was reported as they obtained a good report. As if they did it. No, they didn't do it. God did it. But he did it because of faith in the promise of Christ. Is somebody hearing what I'm trying to say to you? Watch it. Go to verse, verse, verse 24. It becomes clear a bit. Hebrews 11, 24. For by faith in Christ... Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. So faith does not only receive, faith refuses. You know what I just said? Faith does not only receive, faith also refuses. Refuses. 
not only collecting by faith in Christ, you can also say no. 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 Watch it. Watch it. Next verse. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God and to enjoy the presence of riches of sin for a season. 26. 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ. Where, where, where must you see Christ? Than the children of Egypt, for he had respect to the capacity of the reward. Next verse, 27. By faith he forsook Egypt, not sharing the wrath of the king, for endured a sin. Him who is invisible, Christ. So it was faith in Christ, but in the promise of Christ, that they did all these all the things that happened to them was faith in the promise. Watch it. Verse 39. Go to verse 39. And this all, having obtained a good report, coined violence of fire, did this and did that, did this and did that, all the things God did for them, through faith in the promise, received not the promise. That means Christ is that promise we're talking about. But faith in the promise did all these things for them. Watch me. Go to the next verse. God having provided some better thing for us. So watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Go to Acts 13, 32. Watch it. Acts 13, 32. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm finished. With it. And we declare to you the glad tidings. How that the promise which was made to the fathers. Watch it. 33. God has fulfilled <laughs> the same, their children, in that he raised up Jesus. Again, watch it. So, what God promised them, that they had faith in the promise, and all these wonderful things happened for them, yet the promise was not fulfilled. So, but the good news is, that promise he made to them is now fulfilled to us in that Christ was raised from the dead. So, if they obtain good report, he said, we have something better. Now, remember, obtain good report is not what they did. It's what God did for them. In Bini, I go say, in Pigeon, I go give you, and I don't give you, not be the same. You can plan on I go give you, but you plan better with I don't give you. You know what I just said? God don't give us you know you know if you get a promise of 10 million or 15 million a promise or promise your behavior will change from a credible source if pastor follow that promises you 15 million your behavior, your behavior will change you will go home your landlord used to call chief chief John you say John 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 our landlord will be wondering oh, John you have been promised money I mean, you know, know that some shops on your streets you don't know exist. Because your money, no, you're not rich. But when you, when you have a promise, you start noticing the shop. Uh-uh. What, what, what are they doing here? <laughs> what, what, what are they doing in this? What are they doing here? Oh, really? Uh, you say, call, call me the manager, please. <laughs> you're not be talking with your PA, with your eye. Now, I promise they promise you, they never give you. 
when I was doing NYSC, I served in 1999. Federal government promised us the sets that was coming in 1999, 2000, they promised that they would increase our level to 11.8 from 3.8. 3.8 to 11.8. Ah, my people began to borrow money. Give me 1K there. Give me 2K there. How you want to pay? 11.8. Based on a promise. And you know Nigerian government. Not be today they start. They didn't, that money not come. So people were leaving NYC in debt because of a promise made by Nigerian government. But our God is a promise keeper. He made the promise. He fulfilled the promise. You know, I was telling them in church field. He made a promise to Abraham. Eh? When you read the genealogy of Matthew 1, that's why it is there. You see how many generations, like 42, I think, to, to 14, 14, 14, 52, to, for, for Christ to come, oh, that's not fulfillment of the promise, oh, that's the, the starting of the promise. Fulfillment is when he resurrected. So we're now at 33 years to that, so let's say generation is 40. So 40 times 42 or 52 is 1,000 something, something, something. So God made a promise to Abraham and it took over 1,000 and something years to happen. Because one day with God, a thousand is one day. And then God just tell you something for 10 years. You the quarry. <laughs> How long have you waited? Mind yourself. But hear what I'm trying to say to you. If people with faith in the promise obtained a good report, in minute they could say, I'm aware. I'm aware. How much more someone who has received the promise. Stand your feet right now and lift your hands towards heaven wherever you are. I'm beginning to thank God for faith in Christ. It's by the grace of God. It's by faith in Christ. It's by the grace of God. It's by faith in Christ. It's by the grace of God. Necessary condition. The grace of God. Sufficient condition. Faith in Christ. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. Wherever you begin to thank Him now. Begin to thank him now. Begin to thank him now. By the grace of God. By faith in Christ. By the grace of God. By, by faith in the gospel. When we say faith in Christ, we mean faith in the gospel. That he died. He was buried. He rose again. I believe my sins are forgiven. I believe I'm a son of God. I believe. I believe. And I declare him Lord. I declare him Lord. My sins are forgiven by faith in Christ, by the grace of God. Look at me. Is this understanding that Satan fears? Stop looking for realms and portals and deep. Leave all those things alone. Leave it. Stay with what God has done in Christ. Stay. Stop looking for power. Power is already in you. Is the Holy Ghost in you? We heard that yesterday. Peter healed the man at the gate of beautiful. And he said, don't think it's by our power or holiness has made this man walk. It's by faith in his name. His name, through faith in his name has made this man strong, you see. Even the faith that came by him. When you understand these things, all limitations are over. Because they, they exist in your mind. I hope you know that. They exist in your mind. Stop blaming village people. You stop picking sand from your household. All those breaking, you stop breaking pots. Stop all those things. Stop it. 
the only two things necessary for God to, to receive anything from God is God's grace. Huh? And your faith in what God has done in Christ. What is faith? I believe what God has done. That what Christ has done what God, is sufficient for God and sufficient for me. God doesn't need to add to it. I don't have to add to it. That's the posture of power. That's the posture of power. That's what Satan fears. Now make a joyful noise. <laughs>